Hold up. Is that real life? What's up, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Be Real with Bonnie. We have the infamous Slauson back with us in the hot seat. That's right. It's not even the hot seat. That's right. <clears throat> it's the guest chair. We need to name it. Um, mm. Sure. It'll come to me. Okay, today we are going to do a twofer. We're going to put two subjects in one episode. Uh, I don't know when it was. A while back, I had put on my Instagram a question box of what people would like to hear on this. And one of them was, let me just reread it to you. Blue collared husbands and stay at home wife slash mom, both hard, different types of tired. And I feel like this one is us. We balance it now, but at the beginning, it was a little stressful. A little rough. A little rough. Yes. You would come home and I would be like exhausted with sis. And then it was like you were exhausted, but I expected you to like pick up where I left off. Correct. And then vice versa. I got the evil eye. Oh yeah. You totally would. You totally would. And now I feel like though, you know how we've communicated, figured it out to balance each other. Like if you walk in... Kids are going crazy. I'm cooking dinner. Oh, yeah. You don't just turn around and walk out anymore. No. <laughs> uh, I walk straight into the fire instead of avoiding it. Yes. And then you help. But they are two different. And two, I think, learning about that. We've figured out where each other like needs it. I would agree with that. Yes. Because it is a tough balance. Because I don't know what you've been through for the day. And you don't know what I've been dealing with for the day. So... Everybody's stress levels are different, and tiredness is different. You may be mentally, but I may be physically exhausted, or vice versa. Agreed. Agreed. But I think, too, with you having to stay home sometimes, like if I take my girl trips or whatever, staying home with the kids, you've seen... Because I think a lot of people think that like stay-at-home moms literally just sit around. I don't want that job. Right. But I think a lot of people think that we just sit around... And do a load of laundry here or... Well, I mean, that is kind of true. No, some days. Or we have a load of laundry on the bed and it's oh, yeah. there until Ugh. dad gets home and... Throw it back in the dryer. Yeah. Oh, can we, so, we got to put this laundry up. That's how I iron stuff, folks. I just throw it back into the dryer and then... Do you even own an iron? No. Well... Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Let's I not could, talk about that. I'm sure I can figure it out. I have a steamer, though. I do know how to just steam. Just a steamer. The old faithful steamer. The faithful steamer. I do remember, though, when I stayed home with Sis a couple of times I did this. But, like, our old house, you could hear the garage go up. So I knew you were home. And I hadn't done anything all day. And so... You'd hurry up. I would hurry up and I would restart the dryer so it looked like I had been doing laundry. And then I would, like, sweep the kitchen or something or mop it and be like, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, cleaning all day. Pamela's in the same outfit. You're in the same outfit. <laughs> I'm in the same outfit. Greasy hair. Yeah, it's fine. Sometimes you just have to have those days. But I would say the best... Okay, going back though, like when I took my girls trips, you stay home with the kids and you... What do you call that when you have to do the 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 damn damn life? life. Dad and mom. Dad and mom life. So you have to do it both. So you now understand. Because with sis though, I never left. I never went anywhere. I wouldn't do anything. Except when you went to Austin and you cut her off the boob and... Yes, that was our breakup. That was our breakup. I know. That was like the worst time to leave you with a kid too when you stopped nursing. Terrible idea. you stay home and you live that damn life, the dad and mom life. And then the one time I went to work with you and actually worked, like I didn't drop because we have talked in previous episodes, like when I have to bring you stuff and like I hit the dually on that guy's trailer. Oh yeah. Hit customers (laughs) trailers. Yeah. Right in front of them. But I went to work with you one time. Yes. 
It was like the middle of August. Yes. Hotter than Hades. Yep. It was awful. And he put me on a roller machine? Yes. Okay. No cab. Had a cover. Okay, it had a cover. You weren't like direct sunlight, but it was an open cab, but it had a cover on it. So you were like, it was shaded, but yes. you. And I had to wear a hard hat. Yes. Folks, I did it all. Okay. I had to wear a hard hat. I had to wear jeans with boots and all the things. And so I literally would go forward and backwards, right? And like Yeah, you had to pack shell in. Shell in. And then it was lunchtime. Mind you, I come from like an office job where it's like air conditioning or heater, snacks, eat at lunchtime, you know, the normal. Oh, yeah. That's when you said, let's go eat Mexican food. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, it's lunchtime. And where we were working at, there was a Mexican restaurant down the street. So we go eat and I am, of course, starving. I pound the food. You and the guy with us barely ate. Correct. And I was like, okay, well, they must not be that hungry, which is not normal for a grown man. No, I realized why you guys didn't eat because I was so full. Mexican, Mexican food is my weakness too, though. I was so full. It was so hot. And we finished the job, whatever. Come home, get sis. And it wasn't even seven o'clock at night. And I was like, I can't even wife or mom. I have to go to bed. I was so wore out. Yeah. So one day, one day. But remember all this little machine one, just go meet, 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 yes. meet, 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 meet. I don't say that anymore, though. I used to did. Because he'd be like, I'm so tired. And I'm like, what, your finger from the blinker? So that got gave me, which I never like said, you never like worked, but I didn't realize. What is it, the elements of the condition? Yeah. So I would honestly say, though, that like they are definitely two jobs and they are different kind of tired. Absolutely. Because yours is more of a mental. Well, my, I mean, mine could be mental because I got to do both the work and the, I guess, business side of it and the mathematics and the, yeah and all the, all the numbers and make sure customers are happy and that all the guys are doing what they're supposed to do but obviously you're you're kind of in the same scenario because you're in i guess uh management of the kids so. which is a non-stop <laughs> job but uh i mean sometimes it's like having kids on jobs especially with some of the customers we get well and you're responsible for your employees and Oh yeah, if something goes south, they they depend on you to figure it out because they don't want to make wrong decisions. Own your own business, they said. Oh yeah, fantastic. It's got its perks. What do I say? You took when your mom told you to go play into the dirt, go play in the dirt to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. It's but Mondays and Fridays when Bubs is home with me, it is like you do not call me unless you absolutely need something. Yeah, because all you hear is him. Yeah, he is a banch. But it is definitely, and I think when couples can. Again, no therapist here, just lived through it. But like when you can appreciate, respect and understand each other's positions and regardless if like you worked a nine to five in an office, you're still gone. You're still having to put up with people or whatever. But I think, I think the girls trips have helped you. (laughs) So I need to take more of them. Well, let's back up here. Well, what about that means more days of work for you for with me? Oh yeah. 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 What about, about that? No. Never mind. No? I'm still going to take my girl's trip, so. No, no. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Well, every girl's trip requires two days of work on site with us. Oh. Oh, biscuits. We'll negotiate that later. But I think to answer, like, to want to hear about and talk about that one, I, it did take us a while to balance that out. Because mind you, right after we had sis, though, is when we started our business. Yeah. So I was putting in all kinds of hours and you yeah. were, I got the evil stank eye every time I walked in the door. Yeah, you did. Like, but what are you doing? home by myself that's a whole nother thing we've got to do one over that like postpartum oh because we were dealing with that and at the beginning didn't know it was that on top of starting a business all the responsibilities 
we knew it was that, but you didn't want to admit it was that. So right off the bat, you knew I had postpartum. Well, no, I wouldn't say I knew it was postpartum, but it was. You knew it wasn't normal. Correct. Especially you didn't want to accept that. No, absolutely not. No, that's like a whole nother subject, though. But when we started the business, Tammy Tough Tits. Yeah. Yeah. Overcome it. (laughs) Only took me like six months to do that, but it was a rough start. And then I would say, like when Bubs came along, though, we kind of had a routine. Sure. Way easier. Well, (laughs) our side was way easier. He was not easier. He was three times harder, but our side. It's that mother nature. It tricks you. The balance was, uh, our balance was already figured out at that point. And I think it helps too. I was a lot better when it came, when we had Bubs. Well, you know what to expect as far as like. And then it didn't even happen. Like I thought I would get postpartum again. Because why would I not the second time? They tricked you again. (sighs) Mother nature. She does trick you. But it, we did have a better balance. And I would say now it's like a heck of a lot easier. Well, just like yesterday, like all the errands had to be ran. Sis had her basketball party, all the things. And I was like, I'm leaving bubs with you. And you're like, okay. Right. Where before I would have never done that with sis. Yeah. I, I can't even change your diaper without I trust getting... you more with our children. <laughs> See, but they don't, act, they don't act like they do. That's what they all say. That's what all the dads say. So I think my biggest thing when that question and wanting to talk about that is you have to respect each other's tiredness. 1000%. And just communicate. But see, when I live the damn life, it's, you know. They're so good for you. They are. You know how they say Disney dad? It's like Disney kids. I'd agree to that. That's crap. They do not. They're good. We have good kids, but in all honesty. It'll be just fine. And then when you walk in the door, it's like a switch got turned on whininess. Not last night, though. He was like, look, the, Dad, turn your head. You Mom's get back home. on the umbilical cord. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Came detached. You left him. I left. He lost to me. He That's what he says. If you can't find me, he lost to me. Missing. Mom's missing. I'm a missing. Um, yeah, but it makes my heart warm. No, if I was missing, he'd call a search party. Yeah, five minutes later, he'd be fine. He'd be fine. So, yes, yeah, so we have Disney dads and then Disney kids for sure. But that's my biggest thing. What would you say? Communication, respect each other's tiredness. Yeah, I mean, it, like I say, it takes a balance, and it's it, it is kind of tough to figure it out because you know they each got their ups and both got their ups and downs. So it's it's one of those deals you just gotta actually communicate to to figure that out. Because if you don't communicate, you can't figure nothing out. I mean, it's not like I can read your mind; you can read my mind, and you don't know what kind of day I've had or what I've had to deal with or vice versa you know the kids could have been hellions that day and tomorrow they could be good as gold so you never you know what you get when kids wake up oh no depends on what side of the bed they wake up on but you know if you communicate about it then it's like okay she's had a pretty rough day uh you know try to get them out of the house make them go outside or do something give her a little break and especially if my day hasn't been that bad then you know you try to t- you try to you try to share the load of who's had the worst day i guess yeah it would be my suggestion I mean, it's definitely not a competition, but... No, 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 yeah. absolutely not. It's just, if somebody's had a rough day and the other one hasn't, it's kind of nice for the other one to kind of be able to step in and, I guess, quote unquote, take over. I think now my biggest, like, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but my biggest gets under my skin the quickest, my biggest whatever I'm trying to say is like, it's repetitive sometimes. Like I'm picking up the same toys. I'm using the same words over and over. I'm... And that get like, See, we, I'm all to, about I, routine. We don't have to do that. But it's like, I, how many times do I have to pick up Sis's blanket? Disney kids don't make you do that. Yeah. 
you know, my next life might want to try the dad thing out. No, I definitely don't. It's funny because Nikki and I were just talking this morning and I just, I just, next life, no marriage, no kids. Just try single dude life. Or marriage, just no kids. Yeah, we did say that one day at the racetrack. Okay, so biggest thing is like what? Communication and respecting each other and hearing each other out. That's my two biggest things. And like understanding each other. Because that goes back to validation too. Like you may not think it's a big deal that I literally had to pick up the same thing over and over or chase him around the That's house. That's easy. Right. <laughs> Super easy. But you validate it and you understand it now. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's times that like when you are on your trips, so he'll, especially him, not so much her, he'll, he'll uh, show out occasionally, but it's short-lived because he knows dad doesn't uh what's that song tolerate too much of that you're gonna miss this you're gonna miss this i'm gonna miss none of that <laughs> we are not there yet folks no or like pastor craig says like the handprints on the windows and the doors and stuff yeah those would be our biggest advices for anybody going through this counseling 101 counseling, Sign up, swipe up swipe up for that loss in counseling and it does get easier with time well, yeah, because they get older, too. And I think my biggest between like sis and sis getting older and then adding another one into the mix was like, I don't know if this is a mom thing, but this is a Bonnie thing. Letting go of some control like you are their dad. I'll be the first to admit it. I was psycho. I was crazy with with our daughter and didn't want anybody to do anything with her help in any way at all. Nothing. And then you throw bubs into the mix and it was like all hands on deck. So letting go of some control. Should have done and, it in the hospital. That's all I can say. Oh my goodness. With him? Both. She was good though. She was fine. But was she? Yeah, I got yeah. in trouble because I didn't, I had the nurse change her diaper for the first time. Yeah, that's a whole, it was a learning curve. Yeah, I was trying to learn. Kids are a learning curve. I was trying to learn, but you didn't want me to get, you want me to get no lessons. No, definitely not. Okay, so that's part one of that to answer those questions because I want to get through like I said I ask questions and get through some of those answer our fans questions of what they'd like to hear of real life on this and this one is a little dear and true to my heart but anyways a close friend and I have spoke about this before because she is a parent where that's been affected by this with her child and I've been the child affected if you could say but anyways it's miscarriages and we experienced this between our two and did some research on them because too I don't think that people realize how common they are and that's why I want to do this is because this podcast about real life stuff that affects everyday life people not everyday life that's not really everybody or any woman can experience these but if it's your story talk about it because I don't think enough people talk about it either right can't heal if you don't talk i would agree with that 100 percent. so i have been through with friends with this and never thought it would happen to me and then like you know normal before marriage kind of thing it's just not something that you think about not something that you should think about either but and then getting married think it would happen and then having sis having zero problems complications anything and then it happening after her I think that was like my biggest mind game is when you've had one or two or whatever, and then you experience one. Um, okay. So we've experienced a lot in our nine and a half years of marriage, nine years. It'll, well, I'm <laughs> like thinking cause we've been together. It'll be 10 next month. Biscuits. And then, so yeah, so we've been 
together for 10 years next month, but we've been married like nine and a half. Yeah. That's a, put the mouth together, people. Okay. So 10 to 15% of known pregnancies and in, in miscarriages, most miscarriages happen in the first trimester before the 12th week of pregnancies. That's from healthline.com. According to one study of 323 men after miscarrying men often display grief less openly than their partners. And I think that's another reason why I want you on here talking about it because I learned that it affects you guys too. Well, sure. But we, as a man, you feel like you got to be, you guys are kind of programmed and taught not to show emotion. Correct. And it's like, you feel like you got to show, uh, strength and hard times, no matter what or how you feel about it. It's like, we know the the wife or girlfriend or whoever may be struggling, so you can't show that. Uh, as a man, you feel like you can't show your emotions because then it's just going to make the woman's worse. If That's that makes sad. sense. No, it totally makes sense. Well, I mean, you got to think if I would have showed emotion like you were, then you'd have been really down in the dumps. Oh, that wouldn't have been good at all. Exactly. If you showed like I did. Um. But trust me, it affects. But- Yes. It, it affects a, um, let me back up. It should. Oh, good point. Affect a man just as much, in my opinion, because it was a part of me or whoever the dad is. It's a part of them too. So it's just not a loss for a mom. It's a loss for the dad too. Even though we're not quote unquote carrying it. Well, right. We did, but <laughs> you know. For how many ever years? well you know um and i don't think people realize that because you like your hormones aren't changing you're not carrying it you're not having to your feelings probably get swept away and that kind of stuff sure well and and part of it's because being a man you're supposed to be the 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 tough one of the group you know you're not supposed to show that you're not supposed to show like i guess show weakness and emotions in tough times well you are welcome to here no judgment but am i <laughs> um, miscarriage is an event after it affects every woman differently, but can lead to grief, anxiety, depression, and even symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, which is the PTSD. So I have some questions for you to answer because how ours went down was we had sis, everything was fine <laughs> when we got married. And then it's like, obviously after, which is another thing, like, when you're dating somebody, everybody's like, when are you guys getting married? And then you get married. And then it's, when are you guys having babies? And then when you have a baby, it's like, when are you guys going to drive her another one? It's just constant. Always People always wanting stuff out of you. But we get married, and then we start talking babies. And because of having been through miscarriages with one of my very dear friends, it was like, oh, it might happen to us. So, And plus, we're not getting younger. We need to start trying now. Well, it was like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yes. And pregnancy was great. She was a big old girl. Everything was fine. And then two big old girls. <laughs> I was a, I was a hungry hippo, and I love oh, my cheeseburgers. You did love those and ice cream and French fries and pizza and I was like a buffet. Should have just kept taking me to a buffet. Um, so then, not trying for the one that we lost, and I was in no rush because I knew how like the whole process worked, like. You call into your doctor. I took a test. It came out, you know, positive for pregnancy, right? Positive. Yes. Yeah. And I don't know. So I did that. And then it was like, okay, well, we can't get you in or whatever for like, I don't know, a couple more weeks. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And 
then we go in like my body's growing still no period that one i was nausea or whatever nauseated nauseated thank you and but that's like a normal symptom and so i'm like okay whatever here it is and so the morning of you have to drink a lot of water for these ultrasounds so all i could focus on was like i had to pee and they push on you and they roll you and whatever else so when you noticed the ultrasound tech at the first ultrasound was acting different, what was your first thought? Because I remember you telling me that. Uh, I knew. And I didn't notice anything, again, because I was just like, let's get this over with. Sure. Because two people don't think that miscarriages can happen to them. So I'm just, I'm not well, obviously I, doing no, that. Everybody has a mentality of it can happen to me. Uh, well, you know, I, as we were standing there, or sitting there, I should say, um, you could just tell she was just like, not really... I want to say vocal, but like, you know, most of the time when they come in, they're all chippery and oh, we got this, we got that. She didn't, she just didn't say a whole lot. It was very like direct in her job, which I think it was actually the same one from before. So I was like, man, something's, something's a little off. And of course, you know how I am. I'm, I pay attention. I'm observant to people. Your surroundings and the people. Oh, yeah. And I just thought something seemed a little off. And then with the few questions I did ask, she was very, vague like did not express or go into detail at all so i was like well that's kind of weird i did not pick up on any of that (laughs) that's why make a good balance well and i was like supposed to be what almost 12 weeks along yeah i think it was showing about seven or eight yeah measuring seven or eight yes but she can't tell us any of that and she said that correct and so go on about our day whatever you go to work i go to work And then I get a phone call. And so the next question is, when I made the phone call to you about the baby not having a heartbeat, how did you immediately feel and think? Um, That's kind of a tough Not a normal phone call. No. So you, it's just like, oh, okay. Because I had, I had, I had a feeling something was wrong, but I didn't know what. I mean, I didn't expect. But you did not express that to me either, which I don't blame you. No. I'm not like, why didn't you tell me? No, because I mean, it's like. She could have had a bad morning. Sure. That's why she probably wasn't talking. Well, <laughs> so you say. <laughs> but no, it's it, it, you, when you get told, it's just like, at first you're like, huh? You're, Not real life. Yeah. Like you don't really want to believe it. But deep down, I was like thinking deep down the whole time. I thought, I wonder what's wrong. Cause she was very vague and very indirect. So, you know, when you told me that it's just like your heart sinks and you're just like, is this real life? Like what, what happened? Like what, what did we do wrong? Yeah. Um, and then you, you, you try to, it's like you, then when we got the phone, it's like you sit there and try to think, what did we do wrong? You try to convince yourself that you did something wrong and there was nothing, we did absolutely nothing wrong. No. Um, but. And I feel like that's like a open end question though. Sure. But, but at the time it's like, well, we just had one and it was easy peasy. Like, and at that time she was almost two. Well, it's like you and said with, it your, was a with your friend, you know, went through multiples and it's like, you know, people get down in the dumps because, you know, you got younger people out there that are doing it on accident and things like that and don't live uh, the most kid friendly lives that should be having babies right now. And they're popping them out left and right. And then when you actually got adults and parents that are, you know, trying to do everything the way they should. And then you get a slap to the face with something like this. It's just, it's a, it is a tough pill to swallow. It's, it's something that nobody, it's, there's really no way to prepare for it. No. It's just, but 
at the end of the day, you just got to turn your faith over and have, you know, trust in why why it happened, which is very hard and hard to understand. And, of course, to this day, I still don't know why, you know. We'll never know why, but um, obviously we were blessed with your banshee. My banch. So, you know, I guess in the rule of things, you got to just kind of look at the positive note that we did end up with a second one. And I think that, I mean, still, this is kind of like an open end statement, but God needed that baby more than we did. Sure. Needed that baby back more than we did, which is comforting, but still like an open. Does that make sense? Am I making sense of that? A little bit. Like it's it's a little comforting and knowing that we'll see the baby again, but it's still, ugh, dang it. Right. But then you would, but then then you you gotta look at it you're right. Then you wouldn't have your banch. I wouldn't have my banch and life would not be complete without that thing. Okay, so I did three ultrasounds to make sure. Like, I was not giving up on this. Because also, somebody in our life at the time, same thing happened to their sister-in-law. And she told me, she was like, just make sure. Because same thing happened to her sister-in-law. At that time, her child was like four years old. So I was just like, oh, okay. And my doctor at the time was very understanding. He did as many as I wanted. He did not care. And that was another thing was like my body was still thinking because the baby was still growing. And so. Well, the, I think it was the. the uh, Placenta. Yes. <laughs> that was that was still producing, which made I don't your body know, no doctor here. I can give you all the therapy you need, but I cannot give you medical advice. Yeah. But my body was still acting or whatever. Like I was yeah, pregnant. So nothing was growing as far as like the baby side, but right. And so I was like, Oh, was okay. Still. So I went and got, so I did three ultrasounds to make sure to make me feel better, which also you were like, do whatever you need to do. Like you weren't like, okay, give up on it. It is, you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't even know what year that was. 2017. It was the year of 2017. Oh, one seven. The good old one seven. Um, and so, Obviously, technology and all the things were great. But to make me feel better, no, for sure. How did me going back and having another, like, ultrasounds repeatedly make you feel? Did it make it worse every time on you? or did it- No, I, I think it was, I wouldn't say it made it worse. It's just more of a, I felt like, at the time, I felt like it was making it worse for you. Cause you I had, could see that looking back, yeah. Because you had false hope. Yes. And so it was like, nope. And then you go back and get told, nope. You know, but you know, because I did every the, kind of ultrasound you can think like I don't, the the thing the over wand. the belly, the thing up the old vagine, like any kind, and those poor ultrasound texts. Because I think I went to like three different places. Well, I mean, and I'm say, just sitting it's, there it's, sobbing, it's, crying. And they're like, it's, hi. It's like, like I say, it's you when you were going back. I feel like, and of course, I'm not going to say this, but I feel like you were setting your own stuff up for for more failure to be told bad news multiple more times. Like it was like rekindling the fire of bad news. But as you've learned through the years, like I have to You're figure stubborn. it out myself. Yes, you have to figure it out the hard way. The hard way. And same things you still haven't figured out the hard way. Yep, that has not changed. I don't feel like it's going to change. Okay, so I've had many conversations with you to get you. To... Okay, so let's hold up on this question. So we have three, I believe, three or four of them. And finally, I was like, okay. There is no heartbeat. It is what it is. Um, Then my doctor was like, your body obviously still thinks that you're pregnant. So you can either like you can miscarry at home when your body finally realizes it or we can do a DNC. And after all of those, 
and I was down in the dumps and all the things, we chose a DNC. Like just let's do it. Let's get it. Um, I don't want to. I guess over with. I know that kind of sounds harsh, but it was. I mean, because I could have miscarried anywhere. Well, I could sure, have been but at it work. makes you get. It makes you like. Well, it gets rid of the emotional train wreck of hormones too. Oh yeah, I forget about the hormones. So it's it's kind of good that you did that because otherwise it could have been another two or three weeks of a roller coaster of emotions, which would have been disastrous. Yeah, and so I had like you and I had my dad. My dad came up there with us. <laughs> And then you go pound pizza. <laughs> then he took me to a buffet. Finally, folks, I was hungry. Hungry. I was hungry. Okay, so we do that. All the things we regroup. We move into a beautiful home. We move forward, and then I still like I still get choked up about it. But I felt like still like I always wanted four kids. Oh. Shane from the beginning told me you get two for me. That is it. If you want four, I'm not the one. And he's not the one. So I said, <laughs> okay, well. Might have different baby daddies. One husband, but multiple baby daddies. But we have, so we still have sis, obviously. And just a piece of me was missing. And then going back to like do the checkup with the hormones and all the things. Had the conversation with the doctor. And he was just like, he said something to me that still stuck with me. And probably with you. But you will never regret having another You'll always regret not having another. And so if you can, obviously. Sure. And so, because I kept asking you and you were like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Sis is the All-American. She's the pretty girl. She likes to do things with mom, girly stuff. But she drag races with you. She fishes with you. She pulls the worms apart. She gets the fish off the hook. You guys ride dirt bikes. You guys do all the things together. So she's your All-American girl. And... You said something that, because again, it's just like, you have to have a son, like, brah, take on that last name. You said, I'm fine with my last name not going on because you're the last of your family. Right. So it would have stopped with her. Correct. But when I said that to you, I think it was like, oh, okay. Like the, you won't regret having another one. But I think your hang up too, though, was like, and you said it to me though, was, do you want to go? Like, obviously there is now a chance. That we can miscarry again. Do you want to do this again? Well, sure. Because I, you know, I try to be realistic and think of, well, this happens. You are the realistic one in this marriage. Yes. I am the dreamer. Huge dreams. Huge. Great ideas. Yeah. But no, it, um, no, because you you just got to be realistic. It's like, okay, but what if this happens again? You know, I mean, it's almost like, is that our way of being told no? So it's like in deep down, it's like, am I supposed to? Do I need to put my wife through this, these tough times of, you know, emotions and thinking what, what, you know, like, of course, I know you were like, what what did I do wrong? What did I not do right? You know, and it's not fair. And I, the way I looked at it was, well, that's not fair to you or myself to put yourself through that. Like, I guess I don't want to use the word intentionally, but it's like knowing that you can go into it again and that can happen. If that makes sense. It makes sense to me. So we had made many conversations about having another, which the banch came. I mean, don't get me wrong. My ultimate goal was always to have one of each. I think that's like the American dream. Well, that's how I grew up. So it's like I I didn't know any different, but one of each. And basically, I mean. And obviously you cannot control if you have one one of each. Well, Because the American dream, too, is to have a son first. Well, it's just like me and my sister. You know, she was. Obviously, she's 18 months older, so, but Bubs and Sis got a bigger spread. But, you know, 
essentially it's pretty much the way I grew up of what we have now, which was like, you know, what, like I say, what I always envisioned, not four, like somebody else. I always wanted a big family. I mean, we have a big family, but, and then it always had to be an even number. Can't do four. Because. Do match. Seating in a car, restaurants, so much harder to get a table for odd numbers. When we play family games, there's always going to be an odd man out. Who thinks that far? I do. I know. I'm telling you. I do. That's why two. That's why it was always, I mean, I'm good. Clearly, I'm good with two. But that's why I always wanted four. I wanted an even number for those reasons. Okay, so what was it that convinced you to have another one? And take the chance again. Um, or not even like it wasn't really have another one, like to take the chance again. Um, because I mean, I guess it, probably when you actually just set me down, and because you know before it was kind of talked in passing and not like it was direct indirect conversation. But when you actually set me down and said, "Hey, I really do want to try for a second. When you actually set me down, when I was like, "Well," but that's when I also told you we got to make the agreement. If it happens again, that's it. Right, and we did. So I thought about it, and I thought, okay, if she's on board one more time, if it happens again, then then we're, in my opinion, we're determined. We're just. And I did like the whole thing, like the ovulation tests, the like period tracker, the the moon just came up, and that's when it says we're supposed to. Like I was on it. Yeah. Like white on rice. Yeah. Like a wife on a husband trying to make a baby. Yeah. That's how it was, and look what we got. Okay. What would you tell a guy friend that was going through this? Like dude to dude, man to man. Uh, I would honestly say, you know, you got to you got to talk about it. I mean, obviously if it's to they need to talk about it to their significant other also, but it needs to be talked about in in general, you know, cuz obviously they're going to no matter how tough you are, it's going to if any man that's got a heart, it's going to it's going to bother. And I think too a lot of people cuz I know for a hot minute I thought, well, because we have the friend that's been through it several times. And then we know the people that have like lost babies like further along than we were. Because again, it was like ours was only measuring like seven or eight weeks. But I was further along, especially by the time we had like the DNC. But I think like a loss is a loss. Sure. And it doesn't matter how far along she was. or Especially any, when you know. Yeah, when you know, it's just you're, whether you have one or you to me you have one or you have five kids like you got to prepare for it right you have to like mentally emotionally like it's another blessing that you're getting so you have to prepare for it so i think too though that like because we've been through it with some of our friends and again it's more common than people think but it's okay to talk about it sure and again like we yes the baby was only measuring so big but i kept ultrasounding it up so by the time we had the DNC, I was technically like further along, quote unquote. But I think it, to me, I feel like it would probably still hurt the same. Maybe not the same, but you just have to prepare. You well, you really can't prepare for it. I mean, no, 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 no. Like you're having another baby. Sure. So you get in that mindset and it's like. Well, yeah, because when you get your test back, you're pregnant, the whole deal. And then it's like, all right, it's time to get prepared again. Right. And, then it's you're, like, and for women, I feel like though, our minds immediately start like nursery and clothes and bottles and let's tell the siblings and minivan shop and go start another college fund and like immediately that's how we start thinking and then all of a sudden it's like oof. well it's just a slap to the face bottom line yeah because then you have to stop thinking those things and regroup on something nobody prepares 
four. No. Okay. So here's some of my comments. Cause we, I think I've like kind of covered all of these, but like, I kept blaming you. There was no way this was my fault. Um, cause again, I come from a big family and you have a sibling and with sis, we were completely fine. Um, how did you deal with me blaming you? Cause that's kind of a blur. Um, until my dad sat me down, but we'll get to that. It, I mean, it sucked. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and when I'm hurt and mad, it's not a good mix. Well, the problem is then, then when you, when somebody starts beating you up with that, then it's like, what did I do wrong? You know, because it's like at this point, you, you're being told that so much or the pressure of that being put on you that you that was your fault. So it's like you initially start believing it and you're like, OK, well, what did I do wrong? And then you sit there and think about it. And you're like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. But then it's like when you still have that presence of that you did because you are getting blamed, it's like... Well, I got to figure something. You tr- you try to convince yourself that you did. Yeah. Because you're getting the pressure that it was your fault. Because the next comment is, have I ever apologized for not caring or taking your feelings into consideration? I don't know that you have. Well, I apologize. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I may have not said it. I probably changed my attitude. You did do and that. And I meant I'm sorry by that. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to come out and say it. You got to yeah. swallow that, swallow that you pride. swallow that pill. Well, I am sorry. And see, that's another reason. You got to apologize. You got to take ownership. You do have to do that. I mean, six years later, but <laughs> how many ever it's been. It's about time. I know. I apologize. I am sorry. Um, Because, yeah. Again, nobody really talks about this. And, you know, I can't really... Because one of my comments is nobody talks about having miscarriages growing up. I don't really see myself having a conversation with sis right now about it. Like she knows would, about it, though. I feel like you would, when the time comes, I don't know that you really, I think you might, it might be brought up. Well, she knows about it right now. Well, sure. And she um, talks about it. But I think with that being said, I think that's good just for the fact, because if it, she knows in the back of her mind, because she retains everything, yeah, that it's a possibility. You know what yes. I mean? I'm assuming that your mother did not ever... That's a mystery in itself. ...bring that up. Uh, No. So it's like, at that point, it's like, that's not real. No, and again, it's never going to happen to you type of situation. Um, Well, and this one, it says, I've I've had a couple of friends that have had them, so I never thought I knew how I would feel if it ever happened to me. I mean, even with your friends, like, it hurts and it sucks because you can't fix it, and I'm a fixer. I'm a big fixer. And then when my people are sad, I'm sad. But I think too, though, like when it happens to you, obviously it's like a completely, it's, I mean, it hurts obviously, but like it's a different kind of hurt. That's the big part is because you have no control over it whatsoever. And there's nothing going from talking about stay at home moms and working dads and learn to let go of some control. Well, that's just something that's just, it's like, like you said, you want to fix it. And as already a parent, you want to fix it. Right. Because deep down you look at that's my child, but there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing you can do. Like you're left helpless. I just remember this going back to the, when you get the positive test back, do you remember? Like, I'm sure it's not just me, but I even went and got like, sis, a shirt that was like growing by two feet or whatever it said. And like had the pictures ready to be like, cause with her, I made like a whole, like a book and a this and a that and all the fun things. Do you remember that? No. See, that's how like quick and fun and excited moms get. Like Moms are bonnie. Yeah. I can't be the only one. In this whole earth, I can't be the only one. Okay. Um, coming from having one, I would, things, I would recommend. Okay. 
coming from having one, here you go. Cause I think one of the questions was on the Instagram post was like, how do you be there for somebody that has had a miscarriage or what do you say? What are the right things? Um, recommend people on the outside. There you go. Mine are just listen. 1000%. Because everybody affects everybody different. So you, there's not, I don't feel like there's something you really can say. No. To help the situation. They need to be able to lash out to you. Don't make it about you. Correct. Talk with someone else if you are hurting, especially at the beginning. Um, That's anything. Because I see, and I, yes. And with that being said, it's for the fact that like we've, we experienced like when we had ours that it just didn't affect us. Like it was our circle. It was our family. I didn't realize how much it would affect everybody. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, now I'm like, I totally get it, but I didn't, I don't know. So, and then hold them while they cry. If they're crying, I think holding just a good old hug and snuggle. That's when you say suck it up. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. As you just got done, like saying all of that because two, I didn't really, I don't know. I was mad and hurt and then telling the story quickly. But when I realized it was affecting you is because my own father took me to lunch and I don't remember exact words, but it went something like, what the hell's your problem and stop being a bitch. And then I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Your father-in-law called. Yeah, he did. Tells the cow, calls it like he sees it. He did. And then I was like, oh, it affects guys too. But that's when I learned that. But that would be my advice for somebody. We do have hearts, you know. I know. But again, why would it affect you? You didn't carry it. Your hormones weren't going crazy. Da, 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 da. But we created it. In a fun manner. Don't matter. <laughs> you guys get to have fun. What do you did too? Yeah, I know. Fun. And then we have to go through the rest of the stuff. But what would your advice be for people on the outside? As far as like if it happens to them? Well, like here's your example. Your kids, your daughter has a miscarriage. You're going to be a grandpa and she has a miscarriage. Well, like, like you said, you just got to be there for them. You got to support them. You got to be, biggest thing is be open ears. Let them speak. You just listen. And if they ask a question, answer it. But don't, uh, I guess, involuntarily speak about it, I guess. Let them talk about it when they want to talk about it. You know, and if they want to go to, like, friends have having to say this, if she wanted to go to lunch and talk, let's go to lunch and talk. I'm here to listen. You just got to be an open book of listening. And I think in that situation, and I'm sure there, obviously there's like things that are similar, but in that situation, like, again, like I said, don't make it about you. Like you may be hurting, but that's when like, you well, that's come why I say to me of listening you and talk to me. Sure. Cause it's not a fun thing. No, it's terrible. But talking, people just need to start talking. Yes. Tell your own story and your own feelings. Cause when you talk about it, it's therapeutic to your, your mind and body. A thousand percent. That's probably why we talk all the time. <laughs> We are very therapeutic over here. Okay, well, there you have it, folks. That is a two-in-one little episode we recorded, or recording, whatever. Um, oh, burning question time. Oh, boy. We love the burning questions. Even with serious podcasts like this, like we've had good funny ones, let's get serious, but we will jump back to being funny, but let's always end it with a burning question. You pick first. Oh, boy, here we go. Okay. That one will just be mine. That's how we'll do it. You read that one for me. Question. What is something you hate that everyone else loves? What is something that I hate? Target. Oof. Probably shouldn't have thought that. They're going to be like, we were going to sponsor you, but no, no. No, I don't hate Target. I don't hate anything. I think hate's a strong word. But the hype of Target. And then some people like snakes, and I will say I hate snakes. That would be more your hate. That is a hate. Like. That's the only thing I hate. I hate well, not everyone else loves it. True. Okay, here's yours. 
Name the one, name the one worst quality you cannot tolerate in your partner. Oh, that's nice. We just got done of like marriage counseling. <laughs> the worst quality of the Bonnie. Worst quality you cannot tolerate. Mm. I feel like you have to tolerate everything though. Well, let's reword it like that. I don't want to tolerate. Oof. Where does that list begin and end? I don't know. Um, Is that long? No. Probably the thing, the worst one I hate tolerating is if we spat is... I already know where this is going. Your mouth your words. <laughs> it's too hard to beat. You can't do it. They don't call me Beth for no reason. It's stupid. Get all Beth Dutton. I don't like that quality because I can't win. You heard it here fo- first, folks. Okay, so I'm going... It's like you already have a pre-planned book of what I'm going to say. I'm good. I'm quick. Yeah, that's why I hate it. Quick that's and That's why ready. I hate that quality. <laughs> Well, I'm not changing that one. Well, you should. It's got me out of a lot of situations. But it's got you in a lot of situations. It's got me in a lot of situations. It's got me out of a lot, though. Okie dokies. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Don't forget to check out the Instagram at Be Real with Bonnie. And until next time, be real.